on our prophetic podcast. We're so glad that you joined us for our revived by the word episode today. Welcome Bronwyn. Kia ora, I'm Bronwyn and I'm so excited about reading to you the word of God. And um, in Psalm 119 it says, revive me by your word just like you promised you would. So come and join in and listen and be revived by his word. 1 John chapter 1 We saw him with our very own eyes. We gazed upon him and heard him speak. Our hands actually touched him, the one who was from the beginning, the living expression of God. This life giver was made visible and we have seen him. We testify to this truth. The eternal life giver lived face to face with the Father and has and has now dawned upon us. So we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard about this life giver, so that we may share and enjoy this life together. For truly our fellowship is with the Father and his Son, Jesus the Anointed One. We are writing these things to you because we want to release to you our fullness of joy. This is the life-giving message we heard him share, and it's still ringing in our ears. We now repeat his words to you. God is pure light. You will never find even a trace of darkness in him. If we claim that we share life with him, but keep walking in the realm of darkness, we're fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we keep living in the pure light that surrounds him, we share unbroken fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, continually cleanses us from all sin. If we boast that we have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves and are strangers to the truth. But if we freely admit our sins when his light uncovers them, he will be faithful to forgive us every time. God is just to forgive us our sins because of Christ and he will continue to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we claim that we're not guilty of sin, when God uncovers it with his light, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Chapter 2 You are my dear children, and I write these things to you, so that you won't sin. But if anyone does sin, we are continually have a forgiving Redeemer, who is face to face with the Father, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but for also for the sins of the whole world. Here's how we can be sure that we've truly come to know God, if we keep his commands. If someone claims, I have come to know God by experience, yet does not keep God's commands, he is a phony, and the truth finds no place in him. But the love of God will be perfected within the one who obeys God's word. We can be sure that we've truly come to live in intimacy with God, not just by saying, I am intimate with God, but by walking in the footsteps of Jesus. Beloved, I am not writing a new commandment to you, but an old one that you had from the beginning, and you've already heard it. Yet, in a sense, it is a new commandment, as its truth is made manifest both in Christ and in you, because the darkness is disappearing and the true light is already blazing. 
Anyone who says, I am in the light, while holding hatred in his heart toward a fellow believer, is still in the darkness. But the one who truly loves a fellow believer lives in the light, and there is nothing in him that will cause someone else to stumble. But whoever hates a fellow believer lives in the darkness, stumbling around in the dark with no clue where he is going, for he is blinded by the darkness. I remind you, dear children, your sins have been permanently removed because of the power of his name. I remind you, fathers and mothers, you have a relationship with the one who has existed from the beginning. And I remind you, young people, you have defeated the evil one. I write these things to you, dear children, because you truly have a relationship with the Father. I write these things, fathers and mothers, because you have had a true relationship with him who is from the beginning. And I write these things, young people, because you are strong. The word of God is treasured in your hearts, and you have defeated the evil one. Don't set the affections of your heart on this world, or in loving the things of this world. The love of the Father and the love of the world are incompatible. For all that the world can offer us, the gratification of our flesh, the allurement of the things of this world, and the obsession with status and importance, none of these things come from the Father but from the world. This world and its desires are in the process of passing away, but those who love to do the will of God live forever. Dear children, the end of this age is near. You have heard that the Antichrist is arising, and in fact many enemies of Christ have already appeared, and this is how we know that we are living in the closing hour of this age. For even though they were once part of us, they withdrew from us because they were never really of our number. For if they had truly belonged to us, they would have continued with us. By leaving our community of believers, they made it obvious that they never really belonged to us. But the Holy One has anointed you, and you know the truth. So I'm writing you, not because you don't know the truth, but because you do know it, and no lie belongs to the truth. The real liar who is the real liar but the one who denies that Jesus is the Lord, is Christ? He is the real Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. Whoever rejects the Son rejects the Father. Whoever embraces the Son embraces the Father also. So you must be sure to keep the message burning in your hearts. That is the message of life you heard from the beginning. If you do, you will always be living in close fellowship with the Son and with the Father. And he himself has promised us the never-ending life of the ages to come. I've written these things about those who are attempting to lead you astray. But the wonderful anointing you have received from God is so much greater than their deception and now lives in you. There's no need for anyone to keep teaching you. His anointing teaches you all you need to know, for it will lead you into truth, not a counterfeit. So just as the anointing has taught you, remain in him. And now, dear children, remain in him, so that when he is revealed, we may have joyful confidence and not be ashamed when we stand before him at his appearing. If you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who lives in righteousness has been divinely fathered by him. Chapter 3 
Look with wonder at the depth of the Father's marvellous love that he has lavished upon us. He has called us and made us his very own beloved children. The reason the world doesn't recognise who we are is that they didn't recognise him. Beloved, we are God's children right now. However, it is not yet apparent what we will become. But we do know that when it is finally made visible, we will be just like him, for we will see him as truly as he truly is. And all who focus their hope on him will always be purifying themselves, just as Jesus is pure. Anyone who indulges in sin lives in moral anarchy, for the definition of sin is breaking God's law. And you know without a doubt that Jesus was revealed to eradicate sins, and there is no sin in him. Anyone who continues to live in union with him will not sin. But the one who continues sinning hasn't seen him with discernment or known him by intimate experience. Delightfully loved children, don't let anyone divert you from this truth. The person who keeps doing what is right proves that he is righteous before God, even as the Messiah is righteous. But the one who indulges in a sinful life is of the devil, and because the devil has been sinning from the very beginning. And the reason of the Son and the the reason the Son of God was revealed was to undo and destroy the works of the devil. Everyone who truly is God's child will refuse to keep sinning because God's seed remains within him and he is unable to continue sinning because he has been fathered by God himself. Here is how God's children can clearly distinguish, be distinguished from the children of the evil one. Anyone who does not demonstrate righteousness and show love to fellow believers is not living with God as his source. The beautiful message you've heard right from the start is that we should walk in self-sacrificing love towards one another. We should not be like Cain who yielded to the evil one and brutally murdered his own brother Abel. And why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brother's righteous. So don't be shocked, beloved brothers and sisters, if you experience the world's hatred. Yet we can be assured that we have been translated from spiritual death into spiritual life because we love the family of believers. A loveless life remains spiritually dead. Everyone who keeps hating a fellow believer is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. This is how we have discovered love's reality. Jesus sacrificed his life for us. Because of this great love we should be willing to lay down our lives for one another. If anyone sees a fellow believer in need and has the means to help him, yet shows no pity and closes his heart against him, how is it even possible that God's love lives in him? Beloved children, our love can't be an abstract theory we only talk about, but a way of life demonstrated through our loving deeds. We know that truth lies within us because we demonstrate love in action, which will reassure our hearts in his presence. Whenever our hearts make us feel guilty and remind us of our failures, we know that God is much greater and more merciful than our conscience, and he knows everything there is to know about us. 
my delightfully loved friends, when our hearts don't condemn us, we have a bold freedom to speak face to face with God. And whatever we ask of him, we receive because we keep his commands. And by our beautiful intentions, we continue to do what brings pleasure to him. So these are his commands that we continually place our trust in the name of his son, Jesus, and that we keep loving one another just as he has commanded us. For all who obey his commands find their lives joined in union with him and he lives and flourishes in them. We know and have proof that he constantly lives and flourishes in us by the spirit he has given us. Mm -hmm.